Hello, blessed people. My name is Charlene and you are tuned into the newly formed, the newly created, newly birthed, The Reset Podcast. I had changed my name so many times. I had put this off so many times. So let me just give myself a round of applause for actually being here. Yeah, I had told so many people I wanted to do a podcast. I had dreams of doing a podcast, but I've put so much pressure on myself. I really wanted it to be perfect before I put it out there. And because of that, I delayed. But shout out to Pastor Danny. He told me something that literally knocked me off my feet. He was like to me, if my first podcast is perfect, how will I measure my growth? And that was the statement that pushed me out. Literally, you should have seen my face when he said that. I was like, whoa. Because that's the truth. Like, my editing might suck. My voice might suck. I might say, um, and mm, a lot. I might make sense. I might not. But I'm here. I'm present. This is something that God put on my heart. And I'm doing it. I am here. And the Lord will make it perfect. You know, he will increase me as when he sees fit. It just reminds me of the verse... Philippians 1 verse 6 and I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns you know as someone who struggles with overthinking quite a lot and like with mild anxiety I know how sometimes our minds can get in the way of us doing what God has said we should do or sometimes it's even our environments that get in the way of us doing what God said we should do but it's important for us to to still do it to still put ourselves in the position to do it you know when I read Philippians 1 verse 6 something that really stood out to me was the word continue so I decided to go and research and find out what the word continue actually means and by definition continue means to persist in an activity or process so when you read that verse again it says and I am certain that God who began the good work within you will persist his work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns so regardless what it is that you feel might limit you from doing what God has said you should do just know that where God is, his work that he's doing, it's going to persist. It's going to persist over your anxiety. It's going to persist over overthinking. It's going to persist over your job, your busy schedule, your hectic lifestyle. It's just going to persist. So that was like my mini motivational rant, <laughs> completely off script. Lol. But yeah, I don't know the title of this episode just yet, but I do know the purpose. By the end of this segment, I want us to be encouraged to grow our faith. I want us to be more confident in our faith and I want us to boldly know our identity in Christ. I truly hope that I stick to my pointers because I'm meant to be here for like 10 to 15 minutes, but I do not trust myself in front of a microphone. I really do not trust myself in front of a microphone, but we'll see how it goes. And I hope that God opens your heart and he opens your minds for you to be able to hear this and to digest it and to apply it to your lives. So I'm going to take us back to Philippians 1 verse 6. 
And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So just to set the foundation and to also put this verse in context, Apostle Paul is talking to the believers in Philippi. You know, these are new converts. He's giving them assurance and encouragement um, through this difficult time that, listen, God will continue to sanctify you. God will continue to guide you. And God is going to continue to mold you. He's trying to tell them that, it is impossible for you to gain salvation on human efforts alone. You need God. Just as it is difficult to pursue your God-given purpose alone, you need God. Meanwhile, I do respect the fact that he is saying this in reference to the time when Jesus comes, that God's ultimate purpose is for us to be fully conformed to the image of Christ. However, we do know that God works in seasons. So we this verse is perfectly applicable to the season that you're in that whatever good thing God has started in this season he's going to bring it to completion so yes rest in knowing that point another aspect that I feel like we need to look at which will really benefit us later on in the in this podcast is looking at things from the Philippians point of view so the Philippians were very concerned for Paul you know they had heard that he was arrested and they were worried which is one of the reasons why Paul wrote this letter as you study the word and you study the relationship between Paul and the Philippians you can see that they really loved him dearly and there are many instances instances in the word where they actually send him where he thanks them for sending um support for his earthly needs which i assume is like money or clothes etc etc so they really do look at him they really do love him and rightfully so because he started their church while well, god used him to start their church he was a part of their foundation and he was also their pillar of strength because one thing about apostle paul was when he started a church he would go back again to strengthen the believers that were there so he was almost like a big brother like a shoulder to lean on like someone who was helping them in their journey of faith so now you have your now you have a part of your foundation in jail. A part of your foundation is being persecuted. A part of your foundation is facing death. You'd obviously be worried and that's where they were right now. And Apostle Paul comes back and he tells them that, listen, God is the one that began this good work and he's the one that's going to continue this good work. He's the one that's going to bring it to completion. I don't know what you could be going through in life. I don't know what part of your foundation you feel is shaking. I don't know what part of your foundation you feel has been taken away from you. But you need to know that God is still going to continue to work. Even when your foundation is shaking, even when you feel like your pillar of strength has been robbed from you, God is still going to continue to work. Another aspect that I don't know if people knew, but the the church of Philippi was actually the first um, Christian church in Europe. So just imagine that the first Christian church in Europe and they're facing all these problems. A lot of people don't like Christians during this time. Um, one, the person, the founder of basically the founder of their church has been imprisoned and might die. It's so stressful. And it's the same thing as maybe you're the first person in your family to do something. Maybe you're the first person in your lineage to do something. You're the first one to get a job. Now your job is hard and it's, and it's like straining you. You're the first one to get married. Now your marriage is difficult. You're the first one to have children. Now your children are acting up. You know, there are times where God is going to lead you to something. And when it starts shaking, you 
need to know and you need to have faith that he is still working, that he is going to continue. He is going to persist over everything that is going on. God is going to continue and he is going to persist, especially when he is the one that started it. He will not leave you astray. He will not leave you high and dry. But having this mentality is difficult. It's easier said than done. It requires a lot of faith and faith is so necessary in our journey as Christians. It's basically the foundation of our relationship with God. I personally believe that faith is what activates the name of Jesus. You see, the Bible teaches that the name of Jesus is not just a word, but it carries great significance due to the person it represents. The word says that Jesus is a name above every other name. Faith is essential when calling on the name of Jesus. It signifies belief in his authority. It establishes a personal connection and allows trust in his promises. You can't just use the name Jesus recklessly without having faith, without having a relationship with him. I'm reminded of the story of um, these Jews that were trying to deliver this man from a demon that had possessed him. So they say to him, they say to this demon, leave in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches, I think. I think that's what they say. I am not sure, but I think that's what they say. And this demon responds to them and he says, I know of Jesus, I know of Paul, but who are you? And then attacks them. You know, in the word it says that, they came out naked because the demon really dealt with them badly. You see, these Jews were trying to perform exorcisms using Jesus' name, but they were not genuine believers or followers of Christ. They attempted to exploit the name of Jesus without having a personal relationship with him or understanding the true power behind his name. And that's what happens when you don't have a relationship with Jesus and the devil asks you who are you which is something that the devil does as believers best believe that the devil is also going to ask you who are you and this is not a question to say oh what's your name what's your favorite color blah blah blah, blah. no it's more of what is your authority what is your standing in Christ where are you in Christ who do you identify as I think that's what the devil was saying that's what that demon was saying to those Jews Jesus himself also had a who are you moment in the desert when the devil came and tried to tempt him so many times but he stood strong he he stood strong okay he did not even flinch he stood very very strong now if it can happen to Jesus best believe it can happen to us his believers we are going to face who are you moments from the devil. We might even be in who are you moments from the devil. The question who are you is a fundamental inquiry about someone's identity. But the devil uses it to sow doubt and confusion to cause you to fall. It's more about your identity in Christ, not your identity as an individual. In spiritual battles, it's essential to recognize the devil's schemes and stand firm in your faith and understanding of your identity in Christ. 
The devil may try tempt you and sometimes you might fail, but it's important that even in that moment when you fail, even in that moment when you let yourself down, when you let God down, you know that even at your lowest, you are still a child of God. So when the devil asks you, who are you? When the devil challenges you, when the devil makes you question your own authority as a child of God, you will be able to respond that, listen, I may have done A, B, C, D. I may have gone there. I may have done this. I may be going through A, B, C, D. I might have said ABCD, but I am a child of God. And you need to speak with boldness and authority and faith. You know, some of the ways you can see that you're having a who are you moment from the devil is when you're facing temptations, desires to do what is contrary to the commands. When you face temptations, say, no, I'm a child of God. When you're facing spiritual warfare, you know, when you're feeling engaged in spiritual battles against evil forces that seek to hinder your faith and relationship with God, say, no, I am a child of God. When you're facing so much deception, you know, when you're encountering false beliefs or ideologies that contradict Christian teachings and seek to lead you astray, say no, I am a child of God. When you're facing opposition to God's work, you know, you're experiencing resistance or obstacles when you're trying to live out and share faith, say no, I am a child of God. And the last one is something that a lot of us Christians are facing. A lot of us are scared to be cancelled. To be fair, I am even scared to be cancelled. But I've just told myself that, you know what? The world may cancel me in this life, but it will never cancel me from the book of life. And somebody say amen. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say we're going to heaven. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. <laughs> but... Yes, what I'm basically trying to say is there's so many ways that the devil can ask you, who are you? There are so many ways that the devil can question your authority, that can challenge your authority, that he can um, challenge your identity in Christ. But it's important to know who you are. It's important to have that grasp that I am a child of God and to have faith that you are a child of God, you know. Um, let's look at the story of Bartimaeus, 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 I do not know, but I'm going to say Bartimaeus in the Bible. You see, this is a blind man that meets Jesus while Jesus is leaving Jericho and he shouts out, son of David, have mercy on me. And as soon as he says that, he also has a who are you moment because the people around him tell him to keep quiet. They try and hush him up. You know, they try and count him out. Jesus is here and they're trying to tell him to keep quiet. No, no, no. That's definitely the devil. But do you know what? Through faith, he says it again. He says, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus responds. They end up having this conversation and Jesus heals him. You know, he can see. And Jesus says to him, your faith has saved you. So that's how we see the importance of faith as well. When we call upon his name. Another story is of the sinful woman that cries at Jesus' feet while when he goes to have a meal with the Pharisees. Yes, the sinful woman comes and she cries at his feet and she wipes his feet with her hair and she kisses his feet and she uses her expensive perfume to put on his feet. And even when she does that, 
she also has a who are you moment because the Pharisees around um Jesus, like they start judging her, they criticize her. They're like, oh, if Jesus was truly a man of God, he wouldn't let such a filthy woman touch her, touch him. Like they they really put her down, but she stays where she is. She stays in that position of humility, you know. And Jesus gives them a piece of his mind. Thank you, Lord, for that. <laughs> and at the end of it, he says to her that your faith has saved you. Go in peace. This woman didn't say anything throughout this whole this whole process. She says nothing actually. But her standing, her position, her spirit, the location of her heart is what speaks because that's what God, that's what Jesus responds to. He responds to that. He says, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So faith is so important as a child of God. Your faith is important and knowing your identity in Christ is important. Our identity as God's beloved children is our ultimate source of strength and authority. Through faith in Jesus Christ, we're united with him and no power of darkness can overpower the light that resides within us. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We belong to him, for him, not to the world, not to our friends, not to social media, but to him. Let's stop letting the devil identify us. Our trauma does not identify us. We are healed in Jesus' name. Our past heartbreak does not identify us. We are loved and we are capable of loving in Jesus' name. We, What we did last year does not identify us. We have changed in Jesus' name. Our addiction and our fears do not identify us. We are free in Jesus' name. I've been put in positions by people where I've had to be harsh and mean and angry and they've turned around and called me crazy or psycho or unkind. Like when I look back though, that was definitely manipulation one-on-one, but I won't get into that today. I would not get into that today. But because of that, I myself, I started getting so afraid of conflict. Like I got afraid of expressing myself because what if I explode? What if I go off on this person? And I even just like started to live life in fear of what the next conflict will be and how am I going to react to that, you know? And the devil has put me in those positions a lot where he's like, who are you? I know you're the angry black woman. Like he says that. And I turn around and I'm like, "Mm, you know what? No, I'm not a fighter. I've been called by God to love. I am a creature of love. If you slap me on one cheek, I will give you the other. Yes, there are moments where I fall and it's like, OMG, I'm, I'm that person. I'm definitely that person, but I am not that person. I won't allow the devil to brand me. I am filled with love, I am filled with joy, I am filled with happiness. But that does not give anybody the go-ahead to go and try and start testing me. Please, 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 please. This is not a green flag. This is not a green light. This is not a green anything. This is like an orange, (laughs) like a proceed with caution. (laughs) But yeah, basically, what I'm trying to say is when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we become part of his family and our identity is transformed. We become children of God. 
in Christ we are adopted as children of God. Our identity shifts from being separated from God due to sin to being reconciled with him and becoming heirs of his kingdom. Just as 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. We become new creations as mentioned before the bible teaches that in christ we are new creations the old self characterized by sin and brokenness is replaced with the new nature guided by the holy spirit we become redeemed and forgiven through jesus jesus christ's sacrifice we are redeemed from the power of sin and forgiven for our past mistakes our identity is no longer defined by guilt and shame but by god's grace and mercy we become loved and chosen in christ we are loved unconditionally by god our identity is anchored in the knowledge that we are chosen and valued by him we become ambassadors of christ as followers of Jesus, we become his representatives on earth. Our identity includes the responsibility to live out his teachings and share the message of his love and salvation with others. We become part of the body of Christ. We become part of the larger community of believers the body of christ our identity is linked to a fellowship of other believers where we can support encourage and grow together and we also become the salt and the light jesus referred to us as his followers as the salt of the earth and the light of the world our identity as Christians involves bringing positive influence and illumination to the world around us through our actions and our attitudes. So knowing these things is important, but faith is number one. And I'm just going to give you three tips that can help you to grow your faith. Number one is the first step to grow your faith is to seek God. Seek God. Seek God. There are so many distractions in the world right now that keep us from seeking God and it is terrible. There should be nothing else above God. Not friends, not social media, not television, not job, nothing. Yet we all go like weeks without reading the Bible or making any contact with the word and months without praying. Guys, if that's where you are, let's not lie to each other. Like right now, your mentality really doesn't prioritize God. Right now, you don't really desire God. Like we can all sit down and lie to each other and be like, oh no, it's this is not. But no, right now, our behaviors don't really reflect um, the lifestyle, the life of someone who desires God, of someone who truly loves God. And that's just the truth. We need to draw near to God through prayer, worship, and studying his word. Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Psalms 9 verse 10 says, Those who know your name trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. But it's easier said than done. I know prayer and reading the word, it's hard, it's difficult. Meditation, it's hard, it's difficult. But something that worked for me was showing up, was treating it like let me just show up for five minutes per day and slowly increase that works but you need to have the you need to be intentional about it in the beginning it might feel difficult but that's because it's your flesh speaking from the moment we're born we're already born in this like fight between 
flesh and spirit, flesh and spirit, flesh and spirit. So it's going to be difficult at first, but as you get used to it, it will become natural. It's like going to the gym, you know, the first one, two weeks are difficult, but you have to get, you have to keep forcing yourself to show up, you know. Some people pray for like, pray and read the Bible for like five minutes and they use the Bible app. I personally, I don't really like using the one verse per day Bible app thing. I prefer one chapter a week and like 10 minutes a day studying and reading the chapter as well as praying. For those of you who are interested in this, I made a reading plan which should be on my Instagram by the time you listen to this. It's just of chapters you can read per week and then prayer po um prayer points as well as journal prompts per day just so that you can effectively use up your 10 minutes of Bible reading time and prayer. So this should be in my Instagram by the time you listen to this. And my Instagram name will be in my description box. Anyways, back to the podcast. As you continue to seek God, you will knock and the door shall be opened to you. Your faith will grow in crazy levels. Like, trust me, it will grow in crazy levels. Like, take the word in however you can. Read the Bible. Listen to faith-based podcasts. Listen to the Bible. Listen to worship music. Feed your faith. Like I said, in the beginning, it's hard because it's basically like your spirit has been starving, but it will get natural with time. We are in a competition between spirit and flesh. So every action you do, if it doesn't feed your spirit, it's feeding your flesh. Number two, trust in his promises. Meditate on God's promises and hold on to them in times of doubt. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we don't see. Isaiah 55 verse 11 says, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. As you read the word, take note of the promises God has made and know his word will never return to him empty. In times of doubt, in times where the devil may try to trap you in doubt, you will be able to say the promises of God. We all go through trials. I know that my first instinct when something goes wrong is to break down and cry. Like it's literally like my first instinct and I am working on it. But I always end up like praying, break down and cry, but break down and cry to God. And one of the things is I'm currently living alone. I work alone. I have great friends and family, but they also have lives. So yeah, they can't be around me 24-7. My immediate family is also far away. So there's been a lot of moments where I've been going through challenges and it's been like me, you know. At first, I hated it. I still kind of dislike it, to be fair. But I hated not being able to go to my friend's house and just cry or be able to just sit in the company of my parents. Like, I hated that. Worse, as if to add salt to an open wound. I am so single. I am so, so single. So I don't even have bae to be like, oh no, babe, it's all going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Let me buy you flowers and food. It was just me. It was me, myself, and I. Until it wasn't me, myself, and I. It was me, myself, and God. And it was during that moment my dependence on God grew. I felt intimacy with him. I felt close to him. I held onto his promises so tightly and I internalized them. They were the only things I held onto. And I'm still holding onto them now. There are times I'm so tired. All I can do is say, God, I love you and I'm here, but my heart is too heavy to speak. And I just play worship music and sit there. There are times where 
all I can say are the promises that God has spoken into my life. And that's all I say in my prayer because I don't even know what to pray about anymore when things are just falling apart. You know, when I can't speak, even in the mornings, I've noticed the devil likes to attack me in the morning, the morning before my day begins. I know that the first thing I do when I get up in the morning, I play like my Christian motivational messages and I just let it play in the background and it just hypes me up for the day. And even saying declarations over my day, speaking the Lord's promises over my day, you just meditate on those on those promises you meditate on them you you set your mind on them lastly is to give thanks and praise cultivate a heart of gratitude and worship 1 Thessalonians, Thessalonians 5 verse 16 to 18 says rejoice always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus Psalms 104 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts of praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. It's so easy to adopt the victim mentality and not remember that God has what God has delivered you from. It's so easy to fall into the habit of just asking, asking, asking. We forget to say thank you. We forget to praise him. Even when things are hard, praise him that you are breathing, that you made it to see today. Thank him that he's working in your life. Thank him that he sent his son to die for you and you have the opportunity to develop a relationship with him and enter the kingdom of heaven. Look at what you have in life and be grateful and just say thank you. Praise is a sword. Praising in difficult times is powerful. Having gratitude in dark times is powerful. He is a great God. Do you know how powerful he is? He is above everything in the world. He is above everything in the world. You have to believe it. You have to internalize it. That I serve a very powerful God. If you struggle with that, go through the Bible. Search up all the miracles that God did in the Bible. Search up all the wonders that he did in the Bible. Read them. Internalize them. Get to know who you're serving. Get to know that you're not serving any type of God. You're serving God with a capital G, okay? That's it. He's above everything. Praising God shifts our focus away from ourselves and onto him. It reminds us of his infinite power, wisdom, and love, helping us to keep a proper perspective in life's challenges and trials. Gratitude, in turn, redirects our attention from what we lack to what we have, fostering contentment and a heart of thankfulness. Regularly praising God and expressing gratitude strengthens our faith. As we recall and celebrate God's faithfulness in the past, we become more confident in his promises for the future. 67.1 million people died in 2022, but you didn't thank God for that. Thank God that you're here. Thank God for the people you've met who have made a profound impact on your life. Thank God for the passions you have in you, for the dreams and the desires you have in you. Thank him for the talents that you have in you. Thank God for the small moments of joy you get in a day full of chaos. Thank him for that. We are going to go through things that will shake our foundations, that will make us lose our bearings, things that will challenge our faith, things that will make us doubt our faith. But it is important to stay in a position where you know who you are in Christ. So that no matter what comes at you, you won't be overcome. So that you can call on the name of Jesus, the name above all names. Be like the Philippians. Even in a time when they were under attack, they stayed rooted in their identity. 
The blind man, he called to Jesus even when his environment tried to silence him. The sinful woman, even at your lowest state, when you feel unworthy to keep seeking God, keep seeking him regardless how many times you fall. And know your identity in Christ. Know who you are. You have been given the power to trample over scorpions and serpents. The devil knows this, but he doesn't want you to know this. Know your identity and have faith in your identity. Have faith that when you call on Jesus, he is there. It might not look like it to you through the physical eye, but know that he is there. I hope you enjoyed that episode and you received what it was that you needed. I just want you to know that God loves you and he cares for you. You are his child. If you enjoyed this episode, please do like and share. Follow me on whatever platform you're listening from and feel free to reach out. Until next time, take care and God bless.